All praises to Allah, and may Allah's peace and blessings be upon Prophet Muhammad and upon his family and companions and all who follow him until the Day of Judgment. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Weekly Iman Boosters by Ikna Sisters. In the last session, we talked about how shaitan launches an all-out attack on us when we start to do good. Today, we'll be talking about how to not only protect ourselves, but also how to recover if we've already been suffering from his attacks. I'd like to start by sharing a hadith that is narrated in both Bukhari and Muslim and is in Imam al-Nawawi's collection as well. The Prophet said, The halal is clear and the haram is clear, and between them are uncertain matters that are unknown to most people. Whoever is wary of them has protected his religion and honor, and whoever indulges in them has indulged in the haram. It is like a shepherd who herds his sheep too close to a restricted area, and they will eventually fall into it. Every king has a restricted area, and the restricted area of Allah is what he has made haram. In the body is a piece of flesh. If it is sound, the whole body is sound, and if it is corrupted, the whole body is corrupted. Indeed, this piece is the heart. So one of the miracles of the Prophet ﷺ was that he was given jawami' al-kalim, eloquent speech, speech that was concise, full of meaning, and left an impact on the hearts of his listeners. And subhanAllah, this hadith is evident of that because of all the wisdom in it. And it's worthwhile to read a detailed explanation of it, but today we can only take a superficial look at its meaning. So let's try to visualize what this hadith is telling us. Picture a large meadow where you are grazing your flock. This meadow represents the halal matters. However, in this field, there is a no trespassing area, and this represents the haram acts. And surrounding this area is an area with lots of warning signs telling us to stay away. This is like a buffer area where the doubtful matters are, and as the hadith tells us, the more we stay away from this area, the less likely we are to accidentally trip into the restricted area of haram deeds. The hadith ends by reminding us that the more time spent in the gray area of doubtful matters, the worse the condition of our hearts. Now, shaitan's goal is to keep us in the gray area until we finally fall into haram. And we saw that Bersisa spent quite a long time getting comfortable in the gray area before he finally fell into doing haram acts. So the first step in defending ourselves against shaitan is definitely to be wary of the doubtful and clear matters as the Prophet ﷺ advised us to. Sometimes, despite our best efforts, or perhaps in a moment of forgetfulness, we end up doing things that we shouldn't. And when that happens, it's very important to repent right away and not allow pride or shame to lead us to reluctance in repenting. So that's the second step, being quick and seeking repentance. In Bersisa's story, there are so many times when he could have repented but didn't. And looking at his story, it's easy for us to see that and we understand that if only he were to repent, Allah would surely forgive him. And it's always easy to see another person's situation more clearly than our own. And we see that each of his missed opportunities for seeking forgiveness opens the way for taking yet another small step away from Allah. And what we need to understand is that we are all at a point in our own stories where we can repent and begin our journeys back to Allah. 
None of us is perfect. We all have things to repent from. But Shaitan tries to convince us that either we are not doing anything wrong or that our repentance will be pointless. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in Surah Zumar verse 53, Say, O my servants who have transgressed against themselves, do not despair of the mercy of Allah. Indeed, Allah forgives all sins. Indeed, it is He who is the most forgiving, the most merciful. So last week I mentioned how there was a time when I was a new mom that I was struggling to be consistent in my prayer. And I promised to share my friend's advice to me at that time. What she told me was that rather than missing prayers because I was obsessing over how much they were lacking, I needed to remember that the most important thing about prayer is that it is done out of obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, submitting to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that sometimes my prayers would be short and other times I might not be able to focus perfectly because my baby's crying or whatever the situation might be. But the most important thing was to realize that I was obeying Allah's command every time I prayed. You see, I was allowing my desire for doing what in my mind was the best stand in the way of fulfilling the basic requirement of just praying. So I had to shift my focus from how much I was doing to just focusing on accepting the circumstances that Allah had put me in and remembering that this was just a season of life that would eventually pass. And I also started to often say the dua, رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ السَّمِيعُ عَلِيمُ وَتُبْ عَلَيْنَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التَّوَابُ that. Uh, or Lord, accept from us, indeed, you are the all-hearing, the all-knowledgeable. And forgive us, for indeed, you are the most forgiving, the most merciful. And making this dua to Allah, and, and in addition to making this dua, I, I started making dua to Allah in my own words, that, Ya Allah, you know that if I could, I would do more. Uh, like, give me a chance in the future to worship you better than I ever did in the past. And once I started doing that, making these du'as, doing dhikr, it was like a mental and physical weight was lifted off of me. You see, shaitan tries to isolate us and convince us that our sinning makes us worthless. But the Prophet ﷺ said, as recorded in Sahih Muslim, by him, by him in whose hand is my soul, if you did not sin, Allah would replace you with people who would sin, and they would seek forgiveness for him, and he would forgive them. Subhanallah, such is the mercy of our Creator. When we make mistakes, that gives Him a chance to show mercy to us. And if we didn't make mistakes, who would He show His mercy to? So, Shaitan tells us lies to make us despair of Allah's mercy. The only way to unmask these lies is to turn to our protector with the same realization that all sinners who are repenting from their sins eventually have. That, لَا مَلْجَأَ مِنَ اللَّهِ إِلَّا إِلَيْهِ that there is no refuge from Allah except in Him. And this is in Surah Tawbah verse 118, meaning that it is Allah's anger that I am afraid of, but there is no one to protect me from it except Allah Himself. And so I have to call on the one whose anger I am afraid of. I have to make sincere dua from my heart. So making dua and dhikr is the third step in protecting ourselves from shaitan. So how do we make dua? Uh, obviously, when we're repenting, we have a great deal of regret for whatever it is that we have done. So start by doing istighfar, seeking forgiveness. Because by doing so, we purify ourselves and we distance ourselves from our sins and shortcomings. Then we should praise Allah in the best ways that we know, acknowledging our relationship to Him and our utter dependence on Him. Then send blessings upon His beloved Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. 
and then ask for help in the most honest words that come from your heart. And that could be simply saying the words of Yaqub as narrated in Surah Yusuf, وَأُفَوِّضُ أَمْرِي إِلَى اللَّهِ That I turn my affairs over to Allah. With these very simple words, we ask Allah to take over our affairs, that we accept whatever outcomes He chooses for us. And truly believing that Allah's help is already there melts away the burden and the paralysis that's caused by sin. Saying something like, I love you Allah, you are my Lord and my Creator, and it is through your love and mercy that I have survived this thus far. It is your mercy that allowed me to perform the good deeds that I was able to in the past. And I acknowledge your favor upon me, and I ask you of your limitless bounty to grant me more good deeds with which to fill up my scale. And as I ask you this, as I'm making dua to you, I know that your generosity will not turn me away empty-handed. And I seek refuge in you from ever having your mercy restricted for me. Just having these really sincere, open, honest conversations with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and reflecting on the good deeds that you know, we've been blessed to do gives us a feeling of assurance of Allah's love for us. And that's a feeling that we can turn back to whenever we start to feel a bit lost. Um, Shaitan tries to make us uh, hate ourselves. He knows that if we forget Allah's love, there will be no way back for us. For many of us, we were raised with stern warnings of Allah's punishment and Allah's dislike of sinners. And so when we mess up, it's easy for us to fall into the trap of self-hatred. And that's why we have to read the Qur'an and read how many times Allah tells us that He loves us and that He will forgive us. And we have to read the hadith and see what the Prophet ﷺ told us about Allah's love and Allah's forgiveness. And only then will we recognize that shaitan's lies are what they are, they're just lies. And this is something that we have to strive to remember through every kind of experience. And at times it may be easier to remember Allah than at others, but with practice and constant reminders, we will get to the point where this will no longer be an obstacle for us. So to recap, Shaitan's tricks are numerous and he is cunning. Our defenses lie in staying away from doubtful matters, even if the harm in them isn't immediately apparent to us. And we can protect ourselves from shaitan's attacks by being quick in repentance, by making the most out of dua and dhikr, and being mindful of Allah's mercy. So I will end with a short dua. Ya Allah, we seek refuge in you from shaitan and from all of his deceptions. Ya Allah, we need your help. Keep our hearts connected to you. Shield our hearts against shaitan's attacks. Let us be each other's strength against his deceptions. Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqa, urzuqna ittiba'ah, wa arina al-baatila baatila, urzuqna ijtinaabah. O Allah, let us see, let us recognize the truth as the truth and grant us the ability to follow it. And let us recognize falsehood as falsehood and grant us the ability to stay away from it. Ameen. Jazakumullah khair for listening. Assalamu alaikum.